0: Hello and welcome to Switch Hit, the podcast that's considering renaming itself the Reverse Sweep after England's unexpected success in Sri Lanka. Joe Root's side tamed their spinner demons and the rain stayed away too, although bad weather did have an impact in the Caribbean, where England women overcame a washed-out opener to reach the World T 20 semi-finals. To discuss all this and more, I'm joined by Mark Butcher who's back from battling conditions out in St Lucia. And Andrew Miller, two gentlemen adept at thrashing their way out of trouble if the situation calls for it. <laughs> first, to the subcontinent, 2-0 up with one to play. England, chim chiminey, chim chim their way to a first overseas win in almost three years, overturning Sri Lanka in their own conditions to climb up to number two in the test rankings. Combative, comprehensive and even pretty stylish... Is this what we were predicting,
1: Butch? <laughs> no, brilliant, absolutely brilliant stuff. Um, totally unpredictable. Um, the the elevens picked have been totally unpredictable. The performances have been totally unpredictable, um, and uh, the sort of the joy, I suppose, that England have, have played with, particularly in the uh, in the second test match, um, has been something to behold. Um, you know notwithstanding the, the fact that Sri Lanka are possibly the, the worst Sri Lankan team that I can remember ever seen. Uh, however, it's, that doesn't take anything away from the, uh, from the achievement of winning a series with a test match to play down there because, um, let's face it, we've not been great at playing in these sorts of conditions and, and we've had plenty of goes at it in the last uh, three or four years. Uh, and so, yeah, you, you, you have to take your hat off to them. Take your hat off to the, to the approach the conception of that approach, and the fact that that they were going to do it come hell or high water, um, perhaps the realisation that they don't have the players out there to play it in a in a, in a traditional sort of um, standard manner, um, and that the best thing that they could do, given the resources they got, was to go out there and, and, and play blitzkrieg cricket, and the, and that's what they did, <laughs> and they did it brilliantly. Sri Lanka didn't know what hit them.
0: We'll certainly come on to uh, uh, the tactics, tactics of it all. Um, winning in, in Goalmiller uh, for the first time was a, a good way for uh, England to break that away duck in, in tests to more than two years since victory in Chittagong under Alistair Cook uh, many moons ago. Uh, but then to follow that up on a on a turning pitch made to order in Pala that was that uh, even more impressive?
2: I thought it was. I, I thought it was a, <coughs> that was a really... A cracking test match and reminded me very much of the second test of the 2000-2001 tour. A real sort of dogfight. Uh, that was up. At, that was at Candy as Kennedy. well. A particularly bad-tempered uh, match on that occasion, thanks to the umpire specifically. So, <laughs> didn't the parallels didn't quite extend that far, but uh, very similar sort of sort of theme. Where it all came down to a one-in shootout. But on this occasion, England really took control quite significantly, thanks to this uh, aggressive approach. That. that um, I mean, I think we've 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 seen it coming. We've seen it coming for England in Test cricket because of the way they've had so much success in one-day cricket in recent times that that certainly you listen to every time Owen Morgan's had a car crash of an innings, he has been absolutely unapologetic about saying, I'm not going to change the way that we play. And you can tell that that has been bleeding slowly into the Test team. But I did not expect success on this scale quite so early on in... In their transition from from an old school test side with Alistair Cook in the in the ranks to what is clearly a a team that's decided to
1: sh- overcome this this absence of of glue by just uh, going for it. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's it's very very early. I mean, obviously the pieces have come out this week, Total Cricket, and you know the, the, this uh, this brave new world for England. But it, it's very early to sort of say that that's that is now the uh, the template by which they're going to go forward. And play from now on, simply because, um, you know, on the back of a, a series win at home against India, uh, in which the lower order outscored the top, by and large, um, a, you know, a win against Sri Lanka, brilliant as it is, but against the Sri Lanka side are uh, very, very bad, um, it's, it's, I still think it's a little bit early to start blowing the trumpets and saying this is it, you know, charge of the light brigade, England are going to play this way and beat everybody doing it, um, on the strength of, on the strength of this series victory. Uh, you know, sometimes conditions, when, particularly when they turn big like this, um, and where you know that the draw is completely out of the question, um, y- you can win games in that manner. You know, become a one-innings match. But more often than not in Test match cricket, over the course of five days, that you know the side that plays um, best, that, that bats longest, that puts the, the biggest runs on the board, if you have a decent enough bowling attack, will be the one that wins it. So, you know, I'm not sure that you can go. You can go into playing um, every series, every opposition in every, uh, in every circumstance and in every conditions in the same way and expect to be. Successful. That, so, that the, that's the, said, though, <laughs> I'm still, you know, I, you know, I, as much as I've enjoyed watching it, and as much as it's been absolutely sensational, I'm still sort of reserving the right to go. Okay, are we, are we seriously saying that we've that England have rewritten the rules of how you play Test match cricket, how you pick Test match teams, on the back of beating a very bad Sri Lanka side on two turning pitches? Well, you only beat who's put in front of you. What i, you what I what I'll, what I'll say,
2: what I'll say to that is that I, I think that <laughs> it is. Specific to this particular team because of the options they are given by so many all-rounders. They, they have license to be gung-ho with their mm. batting because they are back to number 10. Yep. They have license to attack with the ball because they've got six or seven genuine options including three spinners and particularly where the spinners were concerned they had Jack Leach who was dobbing it down and getting the rewards from accuracy but it was helped by having two guys who were scattering it a little bit They would go for their shots against Rash, who bowled like a drain occasionally, but every now and again came up with a humdinging wicket taking delivery Mm. that, if he'd been a sole spinner or one
1: of two spinners, he'd have been hit out of the attack. Oh yeah, but but that's but but that's different from sort of bit from rewriting the rule book in terms of your tactical, you know, the the way that you're going to go go and play all Test match cricket from here on in because the conditions. Particularly given that, that if England wanted to play Adil Rashid, they needed to have a spinner that they could rely on to bowl mm. long spells. So they kind of had to play three spinners if, if Adil was going to be oh, sure, one. Sure, but but, but, but if, so, so you go back to normal cricket and normal conditions whereby, uh, n- whereby you, are probably only going to have two spinners, maybe even one spinner. You know, you, that, that, but that if comes that ha- out of the game. That, if that happens it? though, in comes Chris Wokes and you
2: retain that balance whereby you can still keep going for it with the bat because you've got, a guy who can score test centuries from number nine. So I think, you know, I don't think this is a, necessarily a, a, I, I totally agree that you can't read too much into this too soon because, I mean, I think it was fair to say England were lucky to win quite so handsomely as they did against India because, you know, it did seem like they were bailed out too often by the tail, but equally, you know, that, that tail wasn't long by accident. They, no, no, they, they, they no, have no, gone I, down that route for a very specific I reason.
1: I see that it,
0: point. I mean, England talks about being flexible for a while now. They've got yeah. all, all these all-rounders as, as we've um, just touched on. But was was this a case of England, you know, finally realizing, certainly overseas, that they had to tailor their selection? Uh, no, Stuart Broad, Johnny Best, they yeah. missed out for obviously reasons outside his control. Yeah. But that That's that one of the
1: few things. Got right the in the in the last pod that, that there was no point in playing both Anderson and Broad and, and they, they they called yeah, absolutely right. right? Broadie sort of held his hands up and said, you know, I think it was the right call too. So um, you know that, that was absolutely absolutely spot on. They did not make a mistake there, and they also didn't make a mistake in, in playing Chris Wokes and Jimmy Anderson as well. That because you know in, in making the good call of leaving Ashley and Broad, they would have just completely repeated the error if they'd have played Wokes as well. Yeah. So that that was that was absolutely right. And then, arguably,
0: they they got lucky with with uh, getting injured because Ben Fokes has come in two tests into his career, yeah. uh, 100 in goal, immaculate keeping, didn't didn't concede a buy in that first test, yeah. um, and uh, you know probably proved the importance of having a specialist bye in the stumps in those conditions. Right, but it l- looks impossible to dis- dislodge now. So
1: you got so you got two points, haven't you? <laughs> One is a, 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 an absolute. Specialist keeper who also happens to be a very good patter as well in in, in bed, folks. Um, which is not to say that you know there's anything wrong with the way that Johnny would have kept had he been in there at all. Uh, but also a, an absolute specialist spin bowler in Jack Leach to be able to to stay on and not go for for hunt for four and over um, in spin bowling conditions. So those two things that um, that, that England have not had uh, on their previous uh jaunts to the to the sub-continent. But It is
2: fascinating though, isn't it, that, that the, the the sheer volume of all rounders has almost reopened the the possibility of specialist wiki keeper and specialist spinner. Two things that mm. were the first things to go out of fashion mm. in the in the in the stampede towards having Multi-talented batsmen, you know, guys who could go all, you know, this, this argument goes back to well, Alan Not and, yeah. Alan Not and Bob, Bob Taylor, Taylor, doesn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. it's not, not that, not that, not that, um, folks is as, I mean, I'd say, I'd say folks is clearly a, more of an Alan Knott with a bat than a Bob Taylor, but, you know, if this was a different type of lineup, they would never have dared to go down that route no. of bringing in the best wicket keeper available uh, because no, have been they wanted, they wanted the bat. And, right, and, and, the, the, and
1: the irony of, of this whole, thing is, is, that had had Johnny been playing in the side as a batsman only, got injured and whatever, he probably would have played that second test match. Mm. Um, <laughs> and the gloves, the issue between the gloves would have been between, you know, if Joss was keeping badly, then they might have thought about bringing in Ben Folks. Johnny is out of the side because he's a weak keeper batsman. Yes. And now, now it looks as though he's going to come in and, and bat at number three. He's now saying, "Yep, I'm absolutely delighted. I want to bat at number three, and yeah, I'll have the gloves back." But I'm happy to bat. It's funny how uh, all of a sudden these desperate to play as a batsman only wherever they want him to I know. bat. Now that you're out on the side, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's a there's a thing. Um, but you know, it 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 throws forward something very interesting in that um, Ash is a very long way away. England's next Test cricket um, is uh, sorry. But, Bar in the West Indies is in in, in sort of more seam friendly conditions, you'd imagine, is a long way away. But then you have the, this sort of uh, two from three situation again. Aren't you going to have it? You know, does Butler play as a specialist batsman? Are we saying now that Josh Butler is now one of our top five or six batters in the country? That's that's going to be his position in the side. Are we saying that, um, you know, that Johnny Besto is going to continue? And be England's number three Or is it half an eye to, to give Johnny the, the gloves back again And have him back down at number seven And where does that leave Ben Folk Has Ben Folk now sort of proven beyond all reasonable doubt That England need to have him as a specialist we keep a batsman Down there at number seven, eight, nine Wherever they wherever they can fit him in in the, in the batting lineup? And so, I mean, it's, you know as, well, as much as it's been brilliant It does throw up even more conundrums For uh, selection panels and, and the captain and coach
0: I mean, is this... Um there's often been talk about cricket becoming more of a squad game um England (laughs) played the same 11-2 games in a row now now they're gonna make changes because partly through an injury to to Sam Curran um but James Anderson will be rested in Colombo and and Stuart Broad will come in um the 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 two victories came from various different um players contributing I mean runs from the openers which England haven't had for a while Mm. uh runs from the tail, which they've been very used to but folks, obviously on on debut, and then and spinners in the spinners in the wickets. Thirty-eight wickets to spin in that in <laughs> Palaquele. We know they're strong in seam bowling conditions, so there's a, there is a real glut of options there uh, for them. But they're going to have to be smart in how they use them.
2: They really are, and that, and that was that was something that Ed Smith really laid out when he made the squads available to the the, 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 the selectors on the tour. Was that here you go? Here's every option possible. I've got you a, a spare middle order batsman. And it was Ollie Pope. It's now I guess folks come. Bastow, I gave you a, a left arm spinner. I gave you a wrist spinner. I gave you a, an off spinner. I gave you. I gave you Joe Denley, who could be a spare opening batsman. He could also bowl wrist spin. He said, "Look, I've got options galore." And throw them up the air and see how they land. And um, you know that's that's exactly what England got to do. And it is a credit, as, as Butch um, pointed out, is a real credit to Bastow and Broad in particular, the way they took it on the chin and, and 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 said, "Yep, it's the right it's the right call to leave us out in 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 these circumstances." It's. Uh, it is. It is uh, proof that England are shifting towards a squad mentality, and obviously Butch can can talk far more lucidly about the nineteen nineties and how, how you know the, how, how, how you if well, you're in I the eleven, what? there were,
1: there are were a hell of a lot of options, but it, <laughs> it definitely wasn't a squad mentality. <laughs> certainly not. You know, if you're in the eleven, you're basically looking after yeah, number I'd one. Get you're used used getting in and, and out of
0: the side yeah. then, yeah.
2: But, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, in a very different way. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's astonishing. I mean, I think. Again, sort of my my reaction after the win in the first test match was, you know, hats off to, um, to to Trevor and to Joe for kind of making making some sort of sense out of the eleven for a start. I mean, that's that must have <laughs> been unbelievably difficult. Um, and then obviously between then and the next one, with the with the potential that Johnny Besto was 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 fit and available again to keep wicket, another meeting that must have been extremely difficult. Uh, and they've they've. Joe and, and, and Trevor, between them, have kind of been, have been very, very strong, have shown the courage of their convictions, made some really difficult calls, and made, you know, not only a side that, that has won and has played in a, in, a, in a terrific fashion, but have also made decisions that have, have shown a lot of logic, you know, which hasn't always been the case. Um, and so you know you have to say you have to take your hat off to them both in you know in its conception and in its um, in its delivery it's been it's been very very good indeed.
0: And they stuck with someone like uh, Keaton Jennings uh, Miller who, who showed once again that he can certainly play uh, in subcontinental conditions. Uh, that mm-hmm. hundred uh, in in Gaul setting up uh, the game.
2: It certainly did. I mean, uh, just to Raynor has prayed. Uh, fraction, <laughs> it is telling that the, 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 he did get out to a seamer. The, like, the one job he had in the, in the whole whole of the series, and, which has been dominated by 38 wickets. The, the one wicket in Palakelli
0: Kelly. With, with the new ball. <laughs>
2: exactly. So... Jennings was the man. Which kind of reopens the concerns about Jennings going forward in, back into the English summer, into the ashes, that if he's not going to be able to withstand Seemas in Palakelli, Kelly, um, is he going to be able to withstand um, Hazelwood, uh, Stark and co? I don't know, but Let's, um, shelve that argument because right at this moment, here's a guy who was able to play the reverse sweep. He kind of showed the way to a degree in, in, in pulling out the reverse sweep as, an attacking defensive option. Uh, played it to great effect in that century. And, you know, his record in Asian conditions totally justifies his, his selection. Unimpeachable.
0: And, and, and he's shown uh, another string to his bow under the helmet at short leg. Short leg, leg yeah. Something yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, w- something else um, set England's performance apart was that was the fielding the, the flies they caught as you <laughs> spotted. Uh, <laughs> yes,
2: I don't know what he was doing with his tongue, but that, that's, that's 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 one that's one to look. On,
1: Keaton on, on Jennings, what, the, the lizard man, <laughs> nasty. <laughs> <laughs> um, and well, and, and his opening partner as well, We've been yeah. on sort of quietly in the in the two Test matches so far has um, has, has shown what. Uh, uh, what everybody hoped that he would, and that he has a, a temperament and, a, and, and, a, and an ability to to go out there and grind out runs, no matter what the circumstances or the conditions are. Um, you know, I don't remember mentioning um, maybe at the back end of the last summer when it looked as though he was going to be picked that the uh, the difficulty for him going on this trip is that he's going out there to, to do something that he wouldn't necessarily have earned his earned his name and earned his stripes doing, which is facing tons and tons of spin with a new ball. You know his. His strength has been lining up the off stump and 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 scoring grinding out runs against the, the new ball and traditional English style. So it was almost you could be on a hiding to nothing under those circumstances. And I think he's just proven that he has the um, he has the game and the, more importantly the mental capacity to kind of to go out there and be able to deliver um, despite it perhaps not being his, his most comfortable suit. So uh, you know I think he's, he's put a, a really big tick in in the box for himself going forward. Uh, and you know I su- and I suppose yet yeah, Jennings. I guess is still somebody that uh, that will be under the microscope as soon as a more traditional style of cricket is played, perhaps in the Caribbean. Um, and you know, number three is still a gaping chasm waiting <laughs> for somebody to dive into it and plug it in.
0: Well, uh, I mean, that is that is something to um, to throw forward, isn't it? Uh, Miller Besto is going to play there in Colombo. Might well hold on to it in in the Caribbean, but uh, is he the answer? Uh, you mentioned Jennings up against the new ball mm. and Cummings and Stark and, well, think
2: about, think and so on. <laughs> the thing about though. the thing about Bester is it, it was only a couple of years ago. I think he was he got as high as number six in the ICC Test rankings. So here's a guy who has shown in very recent past that he is a serious Test quality batsman. So I have absolutely no issue with him being back in the side as a batsman. The one thing though that, that has crept into his game in recent uh, months and to very good effect when it comes to one day cricket is his tendency to hang on the leg side, open up the offside and go for these great big hero drives that, that get him so many runs against a new ball in white ball cricket and setting them up for, you know, what remains a incredibly good opportunity for them to win the World Cup versus what that's done to his slightly more ropey technique where in Test cricket whereby playing hero shots against a swinging ball in English conditions in particular, doesn't get him so far. So, do we want him to now be getting back into a mindset of, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a test, prove myself as a test batsman at number three, because I've got to stay inside side somehow, because folks have stolen my gloves. But, hmm. is that going to cramp his style going into the World Cup, when frankly, you know, he's one of the absolute guns of England's hopes of, of, of winning the silverware that's eluded them so long? So, I, that's my only conflict there, where Berset is concerned. I don't want him to to think that the mindset he's in at the moment that has got him so much so many runs in white ball cricket needs to be picked apart uh, to reinvent himself in, a, in an unfamiliar position high up the order.
1: <laughs> I mean it's tough. I, I still see you know I, this is before the Ben Fokes has kind of burrowed his way in to the side. I still see Johnny's best position as a batter only in the lineup to be five technically temperamentally he's he's more suited to being a sort of a, a middle order dasher than he would be to be up there at number 3 very happy to be proven wrong on that but that that's my gut feel and that eventually given England's sort of predilection for, for for aggressiveness that Jason Roy is going to be the man for England at number 3 that's that's my feeling on it I don't but disagree. that's for a but that is, you know, that will probably be. For another I can still time.
2: see. I can still see his his straight driven block for four at, at <laughs> Mumbai during the World T Twenty. And at the moment, he played that shot in that run chase against, against South Africa. That that is a Test match shot that's just pinged mm. for four in a T Twenty. I thought, you know, he, he he can make it.
0: And he's uh, on the Lions tour at the moment, I think, and, and made a few yeah. runs. Uh, yeah. uh, that's possibly it. In, I mean, that, in that he's, he's that test,
1: just kind of a Really, really, really talented boy, um, and given you know, and given the opportunity, given the opportunity that others that others have enjoyed over the last few years. But in the meantime, though, Johnny
2: is yes. a cussed bugger, and he's yeah. bound to
1: score some runs and now that he's back on the side. Absolutely, absolutely, and and again, you know, the the, the the guy who perhaps might end up looking over his shoulder, because as I would have said on numerous occasions during the summer. A, a, a top-order batsman who bats at number seven and does nothing else is kind of in a, in a slightly um, in a slightly precarious position. I feel in, in a in a Test match team, the, it, folks, Johnny, and Joss, it becomes the story once again. Once we once we kind of get everybody back fit again and we're playing in, in conditions that aren't r- necessary to have three spinners in, um, and it might be that one of those guys doesn't make it. Which one that will be, I don't know right now.
0: Well, one thing there probably won't be much argument about is Root at number four after possibly one of his finest hundreds.
1: It's, it is
2: fascinating isn't it? In, in this, in this whirly gig of, of total, total cricket mayhem whereby any batsman, even number 11, could come in and open the batting. You know, it's <laughs> like, uh, here is the captain of this whirly gig team saying, nope, I'm number four and god damn you all, I'm not shifting. It's and so, he, uh,
0: even if Jack Leach is opening, <laughs> I'm so still coming in at for. number four. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, it makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, you know, everything about the way that England have set themselves up suggests that Root ought to be able to get the mindset of coming at number three if required, but, he doesn't want to And fair
1: play to him And that was a bloody good 100 So uh, you can't really no, to- I li- I like it I, I've, li- I've always liked it I just think As captain You've got so much Other stuff on your plate um, So many other people's Considerations To take into consideration Of your own So many other jobs to do So many other things To keep an eye on That Worrying about what number you're going to walk into bat should not be one of them And if he wants to bat number four He's our best player If he wants to bat four He's our captain If he wants to bat four He bloody bats four End i go <laughs> with that There
0: you go I know, I know just uh, 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 Touch on uh, uh, We mentioned Jack Leach's role But the, the, the Leach story uh, Is is a heartwarming one I guess From, from parking trolleys in his spare time <laughs> You know Somerset having to remodel his action um uh, left I think uh, a year or so ago uh, in Pala Kelly he was left out of the lion's team because of his struggles with that new action. Mm. then he broke his thumb at the start of this summer and lost his place to don Bess um, uh, now match winning uh, England spinner on the subcontinent which, uh, which you know Monty Panasar and Graham Swan in recent memory, but there aren 't tons of those
2: no and, and, and I, I, he bowled beautifully he he was he was the he was the control very much in the same way that folks I think has provided a measure of calmness, a measure of specialist clarity in the way that he's just gone out and seen ball, hit ball where where everyone else is going crazy here's Leach just dropping on a length time and time again, doing the job and as a consequence of the pressure that he's able to build, the other guys have been able to sort of riff off him. He, hmm. uh, I I defer there's, to the musician. No, I, mean, I defer there, to the musician, is, but there's I mean, nothing there, like there a there rhythm section that,
1: There is that old sort of artistic trope of kind of um you Stokes know on the, all of the all of the <laughs> all of all of the trials and tribulations and, and the, all of the roads that you've been down lead you to the to that place. And that's kind of where Jack Leach is right now, isn't it? He's you know, some people, some people would have felt that he should have been picked two or three years ago on the tour to India. He didn't make it. He had the problems with his action. All of these things have led to the point where when he does actually play, he's 100% ready, 100% sort of, uh, you know, legal, um, and is, is bowling as well as he can possibly bowl and therefore he's able to go in and do the job. You know, would, would his, would things have turned out differently for him had he been picked earlier, had he then been done for chucking whilst in the full glare of being, um, in in, in test match cricket, would he have ever come back for that, etc, etc. All of those what-ifs, you put them aside and go, it's been perfect. He's in the right place at the right time, in the right uh, frame of mind um, and has gone out there and delivered. He's done what everybody, particularly those down in the West Country, um, have been hoping and praying that he would do, kind of justifying um, that they're... The, the way that they play their cricket, the sort of pitches that they prepare, um, and justifying the, the the noise that's been coming out of there of a guy that really knows what he's doing, understands his art, and is able to go out there and deliver it, whether he's got three lions on his chest or um, you know barrel of cider. Oh. Did I just say I did? Didn't actually say that. That's very
0: good. Uh, uh, well, all all praise to cider <laughs> are bad. Yes. I'm um, talking of, of noises um, <laughs> uh, being made. Uh, I, no, I thought the section. Uh, of the discussion, we should get into the zone. Um, sadly, uh, the budget won't stretch to a, a yucca plant or, or any scented candles, uh, but whale music—that's uh, that, something that's something we can do. <laughs> what are you do? So, uh, <laughs> uh, if you just uh, let that wash over you, Butch. Now, now, if uh, if if Peter Wars if Peter Wars was a, <laughs> a woodpecker. Uh, just, just, just just, breathe in, breathe in that uh, um. <laughs> relaxing atmosphere with Trevor Bayliss must be a pair of noise cancelling headphones in the dressing room he? Uh, but have his methods have his methods been finally vindicated Miller
2: I, I think they, they have to have been vindicated because something about the way that the kids have come into this team and the way that uh, the guys who've been left on the outside have, have put up with it, there's something about it that, that, uh, that, that just works uh, I, I'm, I'm too zen to, to focus on what I'm saying, but, it, <laughs> but there, there is there is a lot to be said for just a happy, contented dressing room whereby people can just get on with the role that they're assigned. I think
0: um, it was it was interesting actually, uh, which sort of after the, talking after the game, England, uh, uh, you know, sort of sweep happy throughout. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a bit like a Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> But uh, Bailey said there were actually no plans to to sweet. They're not discussed doing that in Pala yeah. So this sort of about letting the players work it out for themselves, and him being fairly hands off in the whole thing.
1: Well, yeah, I, I don't I don't see any problem with that. I think if that's if that's your way of running the dressing room, then all of a sudden to sort of cha- completely change tack and become a different guy, ranting and raving and telling people what they should be doing is is the sort of um, the sort of inconsistency that that, that drives players mad about. Coaches and about management. Um, so yeah, absolutely. If 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 the players have made that decision for themselves and, and the environment that he has created, scented candles notwithstanding, um, I, I tend to prefer a joystick actually. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, there's so, a good yeah, joke to be done so about it, joss Joysticks behind the gloves, a bit, <laughs> <with> <laughs> headies, a bit headier than a scented candle. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't have a problem with that. You know. But Trevor and and Mike in particular, are two guys who've come under a lot of flat for for England's approach um, to batting in the last few years, um, and you know not with, not without good reason, really, given the the sort of the, the slightly reckless way in which they 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 like to go about it, which is why I go back to the very beginning and say I'm not going to get carried away, beca- simply because. This recklessness in batting has been something that it's kind of has made them come unstuck for a very long period of time, and now it's worked. It's worked out for them in in tricky conditions in Sri Lanka. Everyone's saying that it's absolutely the way forward. You know, I guarantee you, we end up six for six for seventy or something in the first Test match in the West Indies, and everyone's going to be back to getting in, on Trevor and, and Mark Case for the way that they're all having a slog again. You know, but if that
2: happens, <laughs> I would expect them to channel Owen Morgan's. Um, we're not deviating from well, our not, path here because this, this we we have got gone down a route that that seems to be
1: yeah, working. But that's but that's what they've done for the last two or three years. That, that hasn't changed. Nothing's mm. changed. The only thing that's changed is it's been successful. That's well, that's what's changed. precisely precisely. <laughs> so you know it's not. So uh, all I'm saying is, a, something magnificent hasn't been stumbled upon. It's something that they've been trying to do for a long time, and it's worked this time. Well, that, and I- the the other side to it is, uh, and this cannot be um, overestimated is the fact that Joe went out there and played mm. a brilliant innings playing in that fashion of match changing innings. Now ha- how long has it been since we've been able to say that about Joe. So everybody else goes and does what they normally do, right? From 1 to 9. But the difference this time is that Joe goes out there and plays an absolute stunner in the midst of that. Now, if he starts doing that one in one in 4, one in 5 innings, then the plan is going to look up- unbelievable. Um, so what, that's what's been missing. What's been missing has been that bit of gold dust. has, has been that bit of Virat Kohli to sit in there with the, in the midst of everybody else, making everybody else's um, contributions 10%, 15% more valuable. And that's the difference.
2: Let's go back to Bayliss's for a second, though. I, I, I thought it showed a remarkable restraint for him to be able to answer the question. That was, I didn't hear the context in which it was put to him, but the question about the plan to sweep. I mean, in in the in the aftermath of a of a series that has been won by batsmen going out there and sweeping, for the for the coach to say, "Oh, i had nothing to do with that," was was incredibly honest, incredibly sort of mm. revealingly hands offish, and again comes back to the, the whale music and Jostics joke that there is there is clearly something something about that <coughs> that hands off approach that 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 works for these guys. And, and it's a credit to Bayliss that in victory and defeat he's able to remain the same, the same bloke. He's not, he's not rushing
1: to steal the credit. But he he hasn't revealed himself to be anything other than that in the whole time he's had the gig. It's it's not, it's not like... This is this isn't news to anybody. It's just that's just how he is. He no, but he, this is news for for him in Test cricket, to be frank, because his record in Test cricket has been pretty woeful. Uh, no, but it, it's not it, it's not news that he that he doesn't stand up and then say, "Oh, you know, this was all my idea, and I'm brilliant." You know, that's, that, a,
2: that's not news. no 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 no. I can't
0: that. Yeah, <laughs> Trevor says relax, yeah, and it seems to be working for him. <laughs> now, while the men have another Test match uh, commitment before they can start thinking about mince pies and mulled wine. Uh, or at least a barbie at the Big Bash, England's women face a tournament-defining few days at the World t 20 Beaten in their last group game, they find themselves up against India on Thursday in a repeat of last year's World Cup final. Butch, you you were there for a humdinger in their, their final group mm-hmm. match against uh, West Indies. Uh, how do you think they're shaping up?
1: Well, difficult to say. I mean, the first game against Sri Lanka, complete washout, which is a massive frustration. Put them under a bit of pressure, actually, because um, it, it meant that the match against South Africa was a was a was a huge one. You know, potentially England could go out having shared the points with Sri Lanka, a team that they would have beaten. I have no doubt about it. Um, but then, you know, South Africa were insipid throughout throughout really, and, and England brushed them aside. And of course, so the, the first time they were tested against the West Indies, they, England didn't play particularly well. To be honest with you, they probably should have won the game.
2: Have even had it than it looked at fifty six. Absolutely, uh, even batting, even uh,
1: playing, but playing particularly badly, not batting particularly well. um, They had two or three opportunities in uh, in in defending what was it, one hundred and fifteen, to have won the game. But but drop catches, missed run outs, basic calamity in the the field, sort of just basically a bit of buckling under pressure. Which, (coughs) given what they did to sort of pull off the, the the World Cup win in 2017 in front of that packed house is a little, mm. it was a little bit of a surprise actually. I was a bit stunned to see them kind of fall apart like that under, under that sort of pressure because they've kind of been there before and, and, and triumphed. So it was
0: a big home crowd there. Uh, there was in, a big home crowd. Uh, yeah. yeah. Barracking for, really, uh, It was
1: a bigger crowd than I've seen at, 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 that ground for any of the CPL games by c- some considerable mm. distance actually. So, um, yeah, people really got behind the, the, the West Indian women's team and there were a lot of fans there for, for the England girls as well. Um, so yeah, the one thing I, I guess for England ahead of the uh, the semi final on Thursday is I think they'd quietly be happier playing against India than than Australia um, simply because the Australians <laughs> tend to be a real bogey side for them mm. um, in these in these major tournaments. So uh, you know, obviously India, the, the World Cup final, all of those memories still pretty fresh in their minds. I think they'd be happier. Playing against uh, an Indian side, that are perhaps closer in terms of the uh, the way that uh, the brand of cricket that England play than than Australia are anyway. Um, relying a lot on a lot on spin and slow bowlers, etc. Um, and England will back themselves, I think, to sort of outfield and 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 out muscle down the down the lo- the list the Indian side. Whereas the Australian team, should Alyssa Healy be uh, deemed fit to play mm. From her concussion injury um, Have looked have looked A very very good team Until ironically They ran into India Who blew them off the park mm. So uh, th- We really are in the, Into the point of the competition Where any one of those Four sides can win it Favourites for me Probably would be West Indies Because they are the, uh, the, they're, st- they're a strong Strong team In playing all facets at home And defending and the, champions and as well the home crowd Will be huge for them
0: <laughs> And Miller It was, uh, it was at The last tournament a, a semi-final defeat To Australia That sort of Reset England's course uh, under, under Mark Robinson
2: certainly did I was out there For that <clears> game throat> in throat> Delhi and, and the way in which Robbo just uh, Seized the moment Of a very Insipid England defeat um, They didn't lose by much There was only about Five runs in it But the distance Between the sides Was uh, was a gulf At that stage And he basically Said there and then This is not acceptable And the extent To which they've Changed their ways Clearly visible In the World, T- the, the World Cup Win last year But uh, I, I think they've got more to give in this tournament. I, I feel as though, uh, looking around the, the teams that have got to the semi-final, it feels as though most of the big guns have really come to play so far. You've got Harmon Breakcore, Shridi in that uh, game. Exactly. Hungary, uh, yeah. Meg Lanning is, is immense. The only one of England's big guns who's really, really shown up so far for me is Shropshire. Mm. With that, with that hat-trick and so nearly pulled the irons out of the fire the other day. Tammy Beaumont and Nat Shiver. I think they've got more to give. Siv has done pretty well with the ball, I think, but I think, I think there's a, there's a chance for them to, to step up a gear. And Heather Knight is, uh, is almost Slipped under the radar a bit as a big gun, but there, there's, yeah. there's a big innings for her. I mean, she,
1: she comes in sort of four, four or five, but generally without a great deal left to do by that, by yeah. that point. So she's, she's kind of a little bit underused. I think that one thing, they made a tactical switch in the, um, in the match against the West Indies, against the West Indies, yeah. Where they played um, Danny Hazel They brought in the off spinner And left out one of the three left arm spinners And Lindsay Smith I think was the one that, that mm, sat out That's right And the West Indian girls Heidi Campbell I think Just completely destroyed the off spin of Danny Hazel That looked like a real liability Whereas the three left arm spinners that they played Had been had been a nightmare for, for the opposition All turning the ball away from from the right hander. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see England go back to that again given that India's lineup up is, is pretty um, right-hander heavy as well. So, I mean, that that's, you know, in terms of tactics. But, but I agree that they, they just... The batters haven't got going at all in the competition as yet. And, um, you know, the, England's fielding needs to be sharper. I mean, Danny Wyatt was brilliant. The rest, not so much.
2: The, the, one thing about England, though, is that they've been pretty bold with their selection in this, in this tournament. Obviously, they, they knew, I think, even before... Brunt's back injury was confirmed. They kind of knew that she wasn't going to last the whole tournament, so they. they I reckon they missed her as a batter more than they missed. I agree. (laughs) I agree. Well, Shropshire stepped up a bit, certainly not as battle-hardened. Sophia Dunkley played a nice innings, but you know these the kids and Lindsay Smith (laughs) and Kirsty Gordon as well. The (laughs) three new new girls have all had, I would say, more prominent tournaments than most of the established names, and that. That says something about the way in which they've slotted into the team, mm. but it also says something about the way that the World Cup winners in that side haven't yet got going, so, was well, there's no time like the present to get going. Uh, <laughs> uh, well,
0: yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, the, I think, um, <laughs> leading run scorer in England's uh, side is, at the moment, is Amy, Amy Jones with 50. Uh, obviously, they've mm. played a the game less than everyone else. Harman Preak scored 180 odd or something, <laughs> yeah. and India have four of the top run scorers uh, in the top ten. Is there a sense, or do you fear at all that, having had their first game washed out and possibly been in a a weaker group with, you know, South Africa didn't really turn up as you say? Certainly, certainly
1: Um, was a weaker group. uh, And
0: yeah, I mean, obviously a a tough, a tight game against West Indies, but um, they're not not coming into this semi-final in ideal condition, albeit that you. Say that it's about time someone fired.
2: Yeah, well, uh, clearly they they they, <coughs> they were they were reduced to warming up under the stands during their mm. their, their time in Saint Lucia because it was so wet. So yeah, they <laughs> they they're undercooked without a question. But uh, you know, they they are also established world tournament winners now, and uh, you know, they're, 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 these these are trials and tribulations are sent to sent to be overcome. Really,
0: expectations to, rise accordingly. They <laughs> certainly do. <laughs>
2: um,
0: as ever, there is a bit going on uh, elsewhere around the world. India. Practicing their line dancing as they attempt to conquer Australia in Australia. You see what I did <laughs> Have they there? <laughs> yeah. Dancing along, along the line, which, which like which like side we, of the line are we all Yeah, and then uh,
1: Take out your partner's but
0: <laughs> Out in the UAE, um, Pakistan raising their own bar for self-inflicted oh. calamity, losing six for twenty-four to to be beaten by New Zealand. Why uh, did in, he do that? Uh, Why did he do that? A, a four-run margin. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> but was it, I just, I wonder did that bring back memories of Melbourne nineteen ninety eight and uh, Dean Headley oh, and, boy, and all yeah. that? Australia actually looking back at the scorecard for that game, lost seven for thirty-two.
1: Yeah, reverse um, swing that one. I mean that's a bit of reverse, a bizarre sort of four hour final session of day four. Um Steve War doing what Steve War did and it, and kind of taking singles off first, first ball of overs and giving us a chance to knock over 9-10 and Jack which we duly <laughs> did um, and uh, it was all sparked off by a brilliant catch from Mark, Mark Rabberkash at, uh, at Square well, Leg off Diving off, mm. yeah. off Justin Langer Alan Mulally was a bold, I think. and Ramps went nuts I'll never forget it he went absolutely <laughs> loco um, screaming his head off and going what about that then Jerry and everyone, and everyone was like whoa what's going on here and then suddenly you know Dean Headley bowled magnificently, bowled a you know, bowled a, a cramp-inducing spell, and we and we won the game. And I, the only regret I have about that at all is the fact that we sh- we actually should have won the Sydney Test as well, drawn the series two-two. That run out, the run out, the extraordinary Absolute third travesty. umpire decision. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Michael Slater then went on, to, you know that. I think he made 120 out of 180 He did He there. nearly, nearly, nearly played, beat Bannerman Played all, all in people. unbelievable innings After being run out by a metre um, And we had a, yeah, 2-2 two, two. And, and Which would have been extraordinary really When you think about the, the kind of distance Between the two teams at certain points in that series But also prove, would have proved that we um, We actually had some decent players <laughs> knocking around <laughs> And that for whatever reason We could never beat those guys But there we go
0: uh, well, Australia at, at home aren't quite the proposition. there. Well, they are; they're pretty good still at home, but perhaps <laughs> India will be fancying their chances over the next few weeks.
2: If India don't win this series, you have to raise serious questions about their claims to to greatness. They they believe it's they believe they've got a side that mm. that, that is a worthy number one. But to be a worthy number one, in my opinion, you've got to win somewhere out of England, South Africa and Australia. They mm. fail to beat England. They fail to beat South Africa. This is their last chance to live up to their billing. Um, they've got to win this series. And if they don't win the series in the absence of Warren Smith then uh, and in the presence of Virat Kohli, more to the point, uh, questions need to be asked, frankly. Um, I don't think they'll get a better chance sure enough, ever. I
1: mean, can the rest of the batting lineup live up to... To, to even 50% of what Virat is likely to do If they can do that, they'll win mm. um, Because, you know, the, Australia is still going to have Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood, aren't they? I mean, they're still going to be a, a, a Lion They're still going to be a fantastic bowling line-up which gives, us, which gives the home team a chance, doesn't it? Yeah That's that's the basis of it If you've got a decent bowling attack doesn't matter how bad your batters are At home, you've got a real good chance of winning Unless, if the opposition um, Don't sort of stand up and put runs on the board India can put runs on the board; they will win the series. I mean, that sounds—it's not a, not a big call, obviously. It's not. Oh yeah, revelation. Score <laughs> 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 lots of runs, you might win. Um, but yeah, if they—if in the first two tests in, in Brisbane, in particular, um, the first two tests they can sort of they can stand up and not get blown away, then India will win.
2: Yeah, Kohli's done it before over there in, in a yeah. losing cause, and uh, that will. That will redouble his commitment to the cause, I've no doubt.
0: Yeah. Well, these things are, of course, easier said than done. <laughs> uh, but, well, that's why we're here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back for more uh, after uh, the Columbo test, digging into our big sack for some festive treats before England take a rare winter break. Uh, it was the noted philosopher Jerry Halliwell who said, Scream if you want to go faster. And Joe Root's spicy pitch boys would doubtless agree. My thanks to Miller and Butch. You've been uh, note-perfect as ever. Join us again for the Switch It podcast on ESPN Cricket